Hello and welcome back to Nerdy and Flirty. My name is Cass and welcome to episode seven. Woohoo! I cannot believe it's already been seven weeks since we started the podcast. I am loving it. It is so fun. I have so many episode ideas for the upcoming weeks that I'm just excited to put out and put together. If you are listening on the day that this comes out, it's December 1st, which I also cannot believe that it's already December, but it is a new month, which means another monthly reset routine. If you haven't done so already, go listen to episode two, where I talk all about my monthly reset routine. I do the same routine every single month. So even though that episode is set up for November, I do the same thing every single month for the past three years probably. So definitely go listen to that, write the prompts down, fill it out and get ready for the December month because it is the last month of the year, which is crazy actually. It is the last month of 2023. We have 31 more days of 2023. It's the last month of the year, which means it's the time to tie up your loose ends, start planning for the new year, prep for the holiday season. Like we have a lot of exciting things coming up, but this is the time to start working on it. Do not procrastinate this to January 1st. Start now, get a head start and get ready for the new year. It's also the start of winter. And I was reading about winter and winter is known as the season of death. And I know that sounds gruesome, but I want to read a little bit about it. It's the season of death. There's no nice way to say that. But we know that winter, especially nature in the wintertime, reminds us that death is cyclical, which means it happens in cycles. And we need winter because that's the time to wipe the slate clean. Winter is necessary so that everything can renew again in the spring. This is the time to cleanse, get rid of your bad habits, your negative traits, your negative thinking, let this be a time to get a fresh slate so that you can be renewed again in the spring. Also remind yourself that everything is seasonal. Nothing lasts forever, both good and bad. So if you are in a dark season right now, just know that it's not going to last forever. The light is coming, the spring is coming, but we need the dark times, the low times, the cold times, the winter times to remind us that we can be renewed again and reborn again. This concept actually ties directly into what we're going to talk about today because today we are talking about self-care. And we are not talking about the kind of self-care that's bubble baths and rainbows, no. We are talking about nine steps that will actually get you out of a funk and it's tough love. This is a tough love episode. Self-care is not always indulging in the things that make you feel good in the moment. Self-care is also doing things that take care of yourself in the long run. For example, eating healthy versus eating ice cream. Obviously, ice cream makes you feel so good in the moment. And trust me, I love ice cream. But long term, that's not going to set you up to feel good all the time. Sometimes when we are in deep, deep funks, we have to do things that take care of us in the long run rather than all the indulgent things that we do right in that moment that let us feel good. I see this trend where people talk about like they're rotting on the couch or just rotting. And while that feels really good in the moment, you always feel worse after. It is always so much harder to get out of that once you're in it. And sometimes taking a shower or doing something that feels a little bit hard feels so much better and gets you out of the funk better than that self-indulgent thing. I love the typical things that we think of when we think of self-care. I love the products and buying something and sitting on the couch and watching movies and doing all those things that feel really good. But from my experience, those things are not what get me out of the funk. 
Those are the things that honestly kind of keep me there. Sorry to say this, but in today's episode, I'm giving you the tough love version. I'm not going to tell you to put eye patches on and a face mask and order Chinese food. I'm going to tell you the things that are maybe a little bit hard to do sometimes, but actually get you out of a funk. In no way, shape, or form am I saying that these things are easy when you're in a funk. These take some willpower. Maybe for you, some of them are easy, but I know in my experience, a lot of these things take willpower when I'm really in that deep funk, that low mood. But 9.99999 times out of 10, these things make me feel better. Obviously, adapt this step-by-step guide into something that works for you. Not all of this will resonate with you. Pick and choose what works for you. Pick and choose what you think is going to make an impact in your routine. But also be real with yourself and take an honest look at what things do you normally skip when you are in that low funk? What things are you letting slide? What things aren't you doing that you normally do? Those are probably the things that you're going to need to get that willpower and get back into. Okay, so let's go through it. So the first part of my step-by-step self-care routine is brain dumping. Grab your journal and write out all of your thoughts. The messier, the better for this. This is not supposed to be glamorous. This is not the time to grab the beautiful journal with calligraphy handwriting and make it beautiful. No, if you are someone that's OCD and you want to write things really neatly, grab a random piece of paper, scribble, draw pictures, draw arrows, cross things out, write them again, write so hard a hole goes into the paper, light it on fire after if you want. Whatever is in your head, you need to write it out. Don't censor what you're thinking. Don't censor what you're feeling. Don't feel embarrassed about what you're writing. Write out every single thing in your head and give yourself like a good 10 minutes to do this. Even if you're writing, I don't even know why I'm feeling low or mad. Keep writing until you get a little bit deeper. You have to give yourself time to figure out how you're even feeling before you can get out of it. Every time I do this, I realize and uncover things that I didn't even notice were bothering me, but were in the back of my head. I love writing out all the things that are kind of like just weighing on me, whether it's tasks, chores, things at work, things that I want to do, things I haven't done, things I'm procrastinating, every single thing. I write it out. I draw arrows to it. I just, there's no rhyme or reason. I just write every single thing out and I start to realize like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that the pressure of this was weighing on me or the pressure of this was weighing on me. You start to get a better idea of how you're feeling and there's something so relieving about writing it out and now it's on paper. It's like you don't even have to like deal with it anymore because at least you wrote it out. So step number one is brain dumping. Step number two is groceries. And you're probably like, what? What does this have to do with anything? Get your groceries. I know a lot of people say that self-care is getting takeout and enjoying yourself. And listen, I am all about enjoying takeout, indulging sometimes. But when you're in a funk, my unpopular opinion is that this is one of the worst things to do. If it's here and there, whatever. If you're truly low, though, it's important to get back into the routines that you're used to doing. Even something as little as getting your groceries For me, this is one that I always put off when I'm feeling low and I procrastinate getting my groceries. I procrastinate setting myself up for the week or for the next few days. So in order to kind of counteract this, I give myself permission to order my groceries online and have them delivered. And you're probably like, oh, but that costs extra money. And listen, I hear you. Money's tight, right? 
But the extra Instacart fee for me is cheaper than ordering takeout days and days and days on end. I would rather get groceries, set myself up for the next few days, the next week, whatever, spend an extra little fee versus ordering takeout every single day, stopping at the fast food place every single day, and also just feeling horrible. There's only so much unhealthy takeout food you can eat before it starts to make you feel horrible. And maybe the food itself makes you feel a little bit horrible. But I know for me, just the simple fact that I'm eating out and not getting my groceries and not making things for myself also makes me feel horrible. When we're in funks, the first things to go are usually the routines that keep us out of the funks in the first place. So it's important to get back into the routine that you used to do before you had the low energy. And I know it's hard, but do little things like the Instacart trick or something that makes it a little bit easier to get back into your routine. And when I order groceries when I'm in a funk, I am not ordering all these random ingredients that I have to piece together to make meals. I'm picking out foods that I enjoy, that are nutritious, but that require very low prep to making my meals because making crazy recipes is not going to be the top of mind when I'm in a funk. So pick out things that are easy to put together. Don't make it harder on yourself, but definitely get your groceries because that's one little win that you already have on your belt. Okay, now the next one is unplug. Turn off your social media. Delete the apps, turn your phone off, whatever you have to do to get out of your social media scrolling. It is so, so easy to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll, especially when you're in a bad mood. I mean, they do say misery loves company for a reason. I told you this would be tough love, but it's so true. You are adding to your misery by finding it on social media. You are who you hang with both in person and online. And if you're constantly hanging out online with people that are so negative and you're seeing negative things online all the time, you will without a doubt feel negative as well. I also find for me that this is true with music. When I'm in a phase of listening to really sad, heartbreak, everyone sucks music, I can't help but feel low too. So take an honest look at the music you're listening to and see if that's having an effect on your mood or at least just give it a break when you already are feeling low. Going along with this, take a break from all the self-help stuff that you're reading, listening to, seeing everywhere. When you're in a funk, it's important to reduce the podcasts you listen to, the self-help books you're reading. I know this sounds counterintuitive, But I'm here to tell you that you do not have to be producing and achieving all the time. Sometimes I go through phases where I'm listening to too much self-help stuff and I end up feeling worse. It's a good thing to want to improve yourself. It's a good thing to want to level up. But there is a fine line between wanting to grow and making yourself not feel good enough day after day after day. Take a little break from self-help. Do something that you truly enjoy that's just for fun. Instead of reading a self-help book, Read a fiction book instead. Instead of watching a podcast about something, watch mindless reality TV for a little bit. Allow yourself to relax and enjoy rather than focusing on producing. I know that this is a big thing for me that I have to remind myself about because I love self-help. I love productivity. I love improving myself. But you do have to give it a break sometimes when you start to realize that it's weighing a toll on your mood and your self-worth. The fourth step to getting out of a funk, in my opinion, is cleaning and tidying your space. My space deeply affects my mood. If my mood is chaotic, you better believe my space probably is too, and vice versa. So take a little bit of time to clean your space, 
tidy around, remove some clutter, throw some things out. When you're in a funk, you might not be scrubbing the baseboards. You might not be going above and beyond. Although sometimes I find deep cleaning is very therapeutic. But if that's not you, wash your dishes, make your bed, take the trash out, do a little thing that's going to make you feel better later. In the moment, you're not going to want to do it. It is so much easier to sit on the couch and watch TV all the time. But you will feel so much better when it's done. And when I'm saying all of this, by the way, I'm kind of speaking to myself because sometimes I have to remind myself that I'm going to feel better when it's done as well. Number five, move. Wah, 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 wah. Everyone says it. Everyone hates to hear it. I know I hate hearing it. Movement is usually one of the last things that I want to do, but it always makes me feel better when I work up the willpower to do it. If you're in a funk right now, get up. Get up right now, yes, right now, and do eight jumping jacks. Eight, just do eight. Instant boost in mood. I was feeling so tired today and I was just feeling kind of low energy. And when I was teaching dance today, we were doing our warm up and I was like, you know what? They'll probably like this too. I had us all do jumping jacks for one eight count, which is just eight jumping jacks. And immediately I felt so much better. Look, I'm even getting like louder and talking faster because I'm feeling that excitement again because it instantly boosted my mood. I went from feeling so tired and drained to just like, a little bit more awake and feeling good about myself because I did it. Just do something. I am not telling you to run a marathon. I'm not telling you to go get into a crazy gym routine right now. When you're in a funk, that's usually the last thing you want to hear. But just do something. Whatever it is, just do it. Even for five minutes, eight jumping jacks, whatever it is, do something and you will feel a little bit better. Going along with this, number six is getting outside. I like this one a lot. My little trick for this is going out and getting the mail. I don't know why, but even on the coldest days, being outside for that little two minutes to get the mail, to walk down the driveway, get it and walk back, wakes me up and hits me with a little boosted mood that I didn't have before. I don't care what you do outside, but do try to get some sunlight. You can sit, stand, walk, whatever you want to do. If you want to do your eight jumping jacks outside and habit stack them, whatever you want to do, there is power in getting outside. Bonus points if you can spend time in nature, whether it's like a park, somewhere that's more centered around nature. I know in the winter, it's a little bit harder. So even if it's just putting your hat on, standing outside in the cold for a little bit and then coming inside, it's going to make you feel a little bit better. We need nature. We need outside. We need sunlight. We need all of those things. Even opening up the windows makes me feel a little bit better, but get connected to the outside. Number seven is shower. And this is one people talk about when they talk about self-care. Take an everything shower. Put lotion on after. Even if it's not hair washing day, who cares? Wash your hair again. Clean your entire body. There is nothing like a full body cleanse when you are in a funk. Especially if physical touch is your love language, give it to yourself. Wash your body. Shave your legs. Apply lotion all over your body. It's so nice to feel clean, number one, and also like the act of putting lotion on yourself is nurturing. It's caring. It makes you feel like you're taking care of yourself. This one I love, especially at the end of doing all of these things, like after I cleaned, after I did eight jumping jacks, whatever it is, this one makes me feel like I'm closing the day and getting closure on how I was feeling. Number eight is socialize. And this is the one that I struggle with a little bit because when I'm in a funk, I usually don't want to talk to anybody. 
But I recommend texting someone that you love, that you know supports you. You don't have to make plans. You don't have to tell them you're having a hard time. You don't have to say anything or do anything. You don't even have to call them. Just send a text and say, hi, hope you're having a good day. Something nice, something that reminds you of them. Just to remind you that you're not alone. I can always tell when it's been a little bit since I've socialized with my friends and I start to feel a little bit lonely. I start to feel just a little bit low in my mood. But reaching out and reminding yourself that you have people in your circle always makes you feel a little bit better. I love this one. Even if you just send a text, they reply, you read it, and you don't say anything else. Something about being reminded that you have someone in your corner reminds you that this isn't going to last forever. And then number nine, I love, and that is make a plan for the future. This is my favorite one because it's so easy to think that you are going to feel like this forever and you won't. It always passes. Think about when you've gone through a hard time. It didn't last forever. You weren't in that forever. And you look back and you're like, wow, that actually went by so much faster than I thought. But in the moment, it feels so hard and so long. My tip for this is to make a plan that you're excited about. It doesn't have to be a cruise or a European vacation or something like that. I mean, of course, that would be nice. But when I say future, I mean like later in the week. Like let's say today's Friday, you're feeling a little bit low, you you anticipate you're going to have a low weekend. I wouldn't recommend making a plan like for the weekend. I would say maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, figure out a plan that you're excited about, whether it's signing up for a yoga class, signing up for pottery, planning to see a friend you haven't seen in a while. I like to do this because it's not committing me to like right now I have to go socialize or right now I have to go do something when I'm feeling really low, but it does push me to be like, okay, I have plans coming up. I can sit here and feel sad and feel however I need to feel depending on what's going on. But in a couple of days, I have something exciting. And by then I'm going to make sure that I feel better. By then, I'm going to do what I need to do right now so that by then I feel better. By then, I want to go to pottery. By then, I want to go to yoga. By then, I want to socialize. I love this one because it gets me a little bit excited and it gets me like already thinking into the future because even if I'm feeling low right now, in the future, I'm not going to feel low. And that's a choice that I make. It's a choice that I'm making in this moment while I make this plan of like, okay, I feel low right now, but in the future, I'm not going to feel low because you don't have to feel low. Of course, things happen. Situations happen. And I'm not discounting feeling low and feeling sad and having things go on that are out of your control that make you feel sad. But you do have some control in whatever's going on. And this actually makes me want to share a little bonus thing. It's an exercise that I've done that helps remind me what I have control over and what I don't have control over, especially in my darkest moments. I'm not exactly sure where I saw this, but I think I saw it in a wellness coaching book and I love it and it's stuck in my head since I've done it. So what you do is you take a piece of paper and you make three circles all around each other. So there's one little circle, a medium sized circle around that, and then a bigger circle around both of those all like kind of like a bullseye or a target. In the smallest circle in the center, you're going to write the things you have the most control over. So things that you have the most control over examples would be like, how often you move your body, what you're eating, maybe some of your attitudes, your beliefs, your values, things that you have the most control over. In the circle around that, it's something you have some control over. So maybe that's how often you see and talk to your friends, your health, how well you sleep, things like that. And then the outside circle is things you have absolutely no control over. 
things like how other people perceive you, things that have happened in the past, things happening in the world around you. If you're feeling like you have absolutely no control over your life or things that are happening to you and around you, this exercise is so good to help kind of categorize what you can control because the truth is that outside circle you really can't do much about besides start changing the things inside of that, like your attitude about it, your reaction to it, how often you're even looking at, let's say, like the world news or things that are happening around you. In my experience, it's given me more autonomy and like independence in what I can do and what I can't do and how I can change my attitudes and efforts to change the things around me. So that just about finishes up the episode all about self-care and the tough love you need to hear about getting out of a funk, getting back into your routines, feeling better about yourself. Definitely let me know what you do to get out of your funks. I need to hear all the tough love sometimes. So let me know on Instagram at nerdy and flirty pod. Make sure to follow the podcast. Give it a five-star review. It really helps me out. And I hope you have a great day, great weekend, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.